0: Welcome to the re-release of episode 123 of the Muck Podcast. Listen in as we discuss the dark and sometimes weird true stories in American politics. Isn't it weird to hear me saying this and not Tina? Yes. Yes, it is weird for me too. We are re-releasing a classic episode this week because sometimes life gets in the way of podcasting. When combing through our past episodes to choose which one we should share with you again, this episode glared at me like whatever was in that briefcase in Pulp Fiction, just this very bright light. We are pro choice on this podcast. We are pro women and we are pro family. When Roe was overturned in 2022, we had a bit of a warning with the Supreme Court leak in May of that year. We decided to scrap whatever story we were working on that week to collaborate on the history of abortion in the United States, to cover the way abortion was in this country before the landmark 1973 Supreme Court decision of Roe v. Wade, which guaranteed women the rights to make their own health care decisions. And we covered what has happened since Roe was passed. Here we are now, 50 years later, and women today have less rights than their grandmothers did. Hell, they have less rights than their mothers did. Since Roe was overturned, we have watched one state after the other put abortion protections on the ballot, and the American people overwhelmingly and in a bipartisan way support abortion rights. This episode resonates now more than ever. Because the episode is almost two years old, I did edit out the upfront talk because it's incredibly dated. So let's jump into the oh-so-fun talk of abortion. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next week. what late sunday night that there was a leak at the supreme court hallelujah anarchy always is what i say yes burn it down and if that means leaking documents leak those motherfuckers who gives a shit we're gonna find out eventually anyway so might as well yes. just lessen the blow yes until june oh but my god that you know we're overturning roe v wade in this country one of the laws that should be president and that five of these supreme court justices said that that law is precedent so we are not going to touch it and they fucking lied so all right i guess that's okay for a supreme court justice we're gonna lie under oath sounds like a sounds like america really oh my god um so we decided that
1: we were going to
0: cover uh i wanted to cover like what it was like before roe v wade and you're gonna cover what we can expect and moving forward all of those things so
1: I think and it's really important to talk I, about it. Yeah. The The only thing I wanted to, I didn't want to go through like that whole draft, but I, there were like three little quotes I wanted to mm-hmm. just mention from that draft was that's the, the sort of ridiculousness of all of it. Mm-hmm. When he said um, the constitution makes no reference to abortion. Oh, and right. it's like, um, hello, New Yorker had a great article. Yeah. 55 men um, in 1787 weren't thinking about abortion, and women really aren't anywhere in the Constitution. So that makes no sense whatsoever. Well, we want to go back to a time when America was great. Yeah. Apparently that's 1787. (laughs) 1787. And and Alito, you know, this isn't his first rodeo. He has been, you know, pro-life since the 80s. Mm. But the other thing in that draft that that was in there um, was the reference to a 17th century judge, Mm. Matthew Hale that he cited mm-hmm. um, because that judge was like, we can't hurt unborn children. But it was a judge who also said that raping your wife was okay. Mm-hmm. And he's also a judge who uh, persecuted and condemned women as witches and had them killed. So I don't know if that's the best person to be referencing in this draft. It's insane. It's, it's insane. It's, it's a madness, but here's the thing.
0: Yeah. Tina is that this should not be a surprise. If you read any of these stories and articles, you're like, I can't believe they're going to do this. You are a fucking idiot, right? You're a fucking idiot. And what's really pissing me off is that this has been coming for 30 years. Now, Democrats have had power multiple times, all the power, including a Supreme court. Yeah. Okay. Where they could have done something about this. They're now they're demanding they codify Roe. What? What? Yeah. What did the Dems do eight years under Obama? Didn't do it. We're right. under Biden now two years. What the fuck? And that old decrepit fuck, okay, has the fucking balls the day, that mo- Monday morning to say to a camera, well, I don't know. Let's see what happens. I don't know if we're going to codify it. Let's see what the Supreme Court says. You uh, know, And then he said it's about a right to privacy, which is how they sold this in the first right, place, right? right? The Roe v. Wade is all about a right to privacy, and in this, this, this leaked document, it talks about, they're referencing, you know, they, this, they could use this to overturn gay, the yes. uh, gay, Supreme Court gay marriage ruling. Yes, All that's of those the things.
1: scariest part of the idea of precedent. Because but, if we don't have precedent for this, then we don't have precedent for anything right. else, right?
0: But why isn't that enough? Why isn't a woman's body enough of a reason to be pissed off about this? Joe Biden's walking around as if nothing fucking happened. I mean, Nothing I think happened. he's come
1: out now and he's, he's it's condemned too it late more. And, um, Harris how, you, how has is come this out? not
0: an issue? Number one issue for anybody. If it, if, if it starts with our women's bodies and it could ripple effect through every community, everybody should be fucking insanely upset right now. But women's bodies don't fucking matter. Right. Nobody ever really thought we would get here, but here we are. And what have the Dems done to, 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 to make sure this to doesn't protect, happen to protect. And they women. beg us for their vote and they beg us for their money. They're still fucking doing it. I'm fucking tired of it. How many times do we send the same fucking losers back to DC and they don't do their fucking jobs? And the kicker is this. Here's the fucking real kick in the teeth where I know that the Dems don't really care about us. They don't care. They are the same as Republicans when it comes to power and ego and they want to stay in power. We have covered enough Dems on this yes. podcast that you know it doesn't matter what party it is. They're the same way. Nancy motherfucking face Pelosi... <laughs> Hi. <laughs> was in Texas on Monday and Tuesday of this fucking week, less than 24 hours after this leak, to stump for the last pro-life Democrat in the motherfucking Congress no. in the House. Yes. No. Yes. His name is Qualler, Representative Qualler. He's from South Texas. Why he is voted, he our person? He voted with Trump oh. 69 times. 69 times Whoa, when Trump Pelosi. was the president. Pelosi's down there. This guy is pro-life. Not only that, climber. I guess the other guy's name is climber. Uh, he's another one of these top guys in the in the Democratic Party. He's down there stumping for this guy. He's now running. This guy's running against a girl named Jessica Cisneros. She's the second time she's run against him. She's progressive. She's young. She's Latina. She's a lawyer. She is like the future of this party. And they're dumping, what are they doing? they're dumping hundreds of millions of dollars into this Rep Qualler's fucking seat to keep him in the house. Nancy Pelosi flew her fucking old wrinkly ass down to fucking Texas to keep this guy in the house. He's pro motherfucking life. And they all get the same money from the same corporations. That's what's happening. They don't care about us. So fuck the Democratic Party. Fuck you. I got to tell you what's going to happen. And I'm glad um, our EP is here right now. Hi. Hi. (laughs) I am am going to change my party affiliation when I can, when I'm allowed to, I'm going to change it. I'm no longer going to be a part of this party. They don't care about us. And until we start understanding that it is the people versus Republicans and Democrats, the government, that's who they are. We've given them power time and time again and they've chosen to do nothing with it. And now I don't have rights because you're fucking losers and can't get your job done. Can't get it done. And now I've lost my rights. So you don't get my fucking vote anymore. Fuck you. Fuck you. And fuck Nancy Pelosi. She's a fucking, she's a wino. She's a fucking wino. She's a wino?
1: Yes. I don't know. I don't know if I would go as far as calling her a wino. That's my rant. But... Well, the, the irony of ironies is, um, you know, talking about losing power is in that draft. You know, Alito says, women are not without political power. It's insane. It's insane. The whole thing is insane. The whole it's argument to insane. make it be, uh, illegal is insane. The woman
0: who stood up there and was fighting for this, that that lawyer who was fighting to make abortion illegal... Her, in her argument one of her arguments was that abortion was necessary you know 30 40 years ago because women couldn't have careers and have children right uh, like it, it, it was a barrier which was are one you of kidding the, me which was one of the arguments to right. make Roe right so women had right. to make their own right. decisions about their life right this woman argued that women can have it all now you can have oh. a baby and have a career
1: so abortion's oh. not necessary anymore wow. and she literally
0: used that whole idea of like we don't want to just be mothers and wives yeah. and twisted it around Wow. Yeah. We're fucked. Well. It's passing. Yeah. And we live in Florida. Oh, so so, well, we're done. We're for. already we're fucking cooked. Yeah. Here. This is going to be a long episode, and I hope it makes you very fucking
1: uncomfortable. Yeah, and if the battery dies on the camera, I'll just put a screen up that said the battery died. (laughs) So I want to start,
0: so I'm going to cover, since I start this episode, I'm going to start with abortion in this country before Roe v. Wade and what it was like, and it's kind of long, but I found so many interesting things, right? But first, I want to play you this TikTok that I I saw on Instagram that is so freaking good, and I love this woman. Her name is um, Ana de Castillo, and she talks about her abortion story, and I think it's just right to the fucking point. I'm going to put it in the mic. I had an abortion. What, you were expecting some sort of explanation or justification or sob story about why I would choose to do something like that? If you think you need that or feel entitled to that, you are part of the fucking problem. I chose what I chose, and I did what I did because I could and because it's my body. End of fucking story. You think what's happening is about babies, right? This is about babies. We would treat babies and children in this country completely differently than how we actually do. So please, this isn't about babies and your preciousness about babies. This is about women and sex and power. So if you're on the side of babies in this issue and you're not on the side of women, but you think that you're the hero or the heroine, Let me clear things up. You're the villain, and history will see you as such. Mm. I fucking love that video. (sighs) I have to say
1: that that woman, and Emma said it at the um, rally that we were at, that why are women having to give their stories all the time? Mm -hmm. Why is this falling on the backs of women all of the time? It's nobody's business. Yeah. A private choice that someone has made, it's their medical history, it's their lives, mm-hmm. and they have to go around to try to curry favor from people and empathy so that they can understand no. Enough already. I know. Why are we having women relive all of these different moments? It's it's no one's business. Or the worst part is like trying to uh, explain to a man, like, do you have
0: a sister? Do you have a mom? Do you? Yeah. That shouldn't fucking matter. What do you fucking care? Why would a man even fucking care about this? It makes no sense. And the worst part is, like, we don't get in this situation alone, but it lands on women to be the ones who have to take care right. of everything. Right. We're the ones, and then we turn to get fucking help, and the government's like, I don't think so. Fuck. What? What <sighs> in the fuck? Why should we have to convince you of anything? Right. Okay, so anyway, here we go. Here we go. So, before the Supreme Court of the United States' decisions of Roe v. Wade and Doe uh, v. Bolton decriminalized abortion nationwide in 1973, abortion was already legal in several states, but the decision in the former case imposed a uniform framework for state legislation on the subject. And it established this minimal period which abortion could be... You could get an abortion, right, with fewer okay. r- restrictions. The re- abortion rate has continuously fallen from a peak in 1980 of 30 per 1,000 women of childbearing age, which they say is 15 to 44. Yo, I just made it. <laughs> we can make a baby. Ooh. We can make a baby. <laughs> in 2018. <laughs> could you imagine my old ass changing diapers at this point? Oh, I'd be my like, God. I gotta, we got to get a nanny because there's no way. No. <laughs> it sounds so exhausting. <laughs> it does. But those babies are so They're so cute. cute. Um, in 2018, 77.7% of abortions were performed at nine weeks or less. Right. Nine weeks or less in pre- in, in pregnancy and 92.2 percent of abortions performed at 13 weeks or less. So we're talking about less time. Right. You know, well, because, not the, because women know like
1: there's tests, there's other things. Yes. I think that where you'll find awareness. Yeah. yeah. So this
0: idea of like we're dissembling babies when they it's not a it doesn't look anything like what yeah. you think you fucking assholes. Um, yeah. A clump
1: of cells. Please. An embryo, a fetus is not a baby. And here's
0: the kicker, which is the answer to all of this. Increased access to birth control has been statistically linked to reductions in the abortion rate. Give people birth control, and you will not have another
1: fucking abortion, you assholes. And I wonder, well, I mean, pregnancies can still happen, but but in all the states where they're doing all of this, there are also the states that have limited sex education. So now you've put women and young girls right. who don't maybe understand because they're young mm-hmm. and now they're going to be trapped because you don't you want to take away abortion but you don't want to educate them yeah
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> give men birth. Yeah. Says give men birth control
1: or Back vasectomies they? yeah they're reversible so, um
0: support for abortion gradually increased in the US after the Roe v Wade uh, ruling and it's and according to a Pew research as of March 2022 61% of Americans believe that abortion should be legal with no exceptions. Right. 61%. Because we're living in the modern era. Yeah. And people are not tied to their religion as much anymore. You know what I mean? Like Thank all of God. these things kind of moved in the same Thank God. waves. Yeah. And uh, also, I just want to say that. What? I, tax the church?
1: That's yes, what I want to say. Of
0: course. Yes. But per uh, the American Public Health Association in December 2017, the typical person who has abortion is this person. Who you're not going to expect, right? She's already a mother. She's in her late 20s. She attended some college. She has a low income. She's unmarried. She's in her first six weeks of pregnancy. And she's having her first abortion. And she also lives in a blue state. Yeah. That's the type of person who's getting an abortion. So it's not some floozy who's running around getting six fucking abortions. Like, that's her birth control. Although, if it was, it's none of your fucking business anyway. (laughs) So... um. The abortion debate most commonly relates, relates to the induced abortion of an embryo or fetus at some point in a pregnancy, which also is what's used in the legal sense of it. So rise of anti-abortion legislation. When the United States became into independent, most states applied English common law to abortion, and this meant it was not permitted after quickening or the start of fetal movements. Right. right? This is a real, this is a thing
1: you know that's right yeah and that's referenced in that draft yeah and the this quickening is usually fetus yes
0: and this is usually felt between 15 and 20 weeks after conception and abortion has existed in america since european colonization it's always yes. fucking been here the earliest settlers would often encourage abortions after the before the quickening stage in the pregnancy like when you could feel the, yeah. the fetus move and there were many reasons given for this including not having resources to bear children wow imagine that by the late 1800s, states began to make abortions illegal, and one reason given for the legislation was that abortions had been performed with dangerous dangerous methods and were often surgical.
1: Okay, so they're stopping them because of the harm it could cause the the woman, the woman right not because this is a baby that we're saving. So that's a completely different thing. Right. And because of this, many
0: states decided to forbid abortions. As technology advanced and abortion methods improved, abortions still remained illegal. Women would resort to illegal, unsafe methods, also known as back alley abortions, and various anti-abortion statutes that codified or expanded common law began to appear in the United States in the 1820s.
1: Wow. A Connecticut
0: law targeted apothecaries who sold poisons to women for purposes of inducing an abortion. Um, New York made post-quickening abortions a felony and pre-quickening abortions a misdemeanor in 1829. And other scholars, legal scholars, have pointed out that some of the early laws punished not only the doctor or abortionist, but also the woman who hired them. Wow. Sound familiar? Oh, yes. Texas? I know. I'm going to Right? <laughs> I have a whole thing about a woman. Mm. Um, I'm gonna put her picture in the notes. I'm not gonna get into it, but basically they called her Madame Ristel. and she was a woman in, in New York. You could go to her, she gives you this concoction that she makes, oh. and it would induce an abortion.
1: Wow, hey, way to go. Yeah,
0: yeah. and she was amazing. Did and she they, get
1: did she get like uh persecuted for it? She did, of course. Did. And I got a picture
0: of her. She was on the cover of this New York magazine, and it basically she looks like she's she's just sitting there, but then like the devil's coming out, and I was like, <laughs> oh my god. Right? Of so, course. Yeah. So here we go. So physicians oh, were the God. leading advocates of abortion criminalization laws, and they appear to have been motivated at least in part by the advances of medical knowledge and science. Had discovered that conception began more or less continuous process of development, which produced a new human being. So they weren't sure. Now like, they're trying to debate oh, like when is this? When happen? is life? Yeah. When is?
1: Oh God! Again,
0: this is the same conversation yes. that they talk about in this. Yes. Like, we don't know
1: even when in the life Roe v yeah, yeah, we we
0: can't determine when that is. So how can we? make a law or say what to be allowed, right? (sighs) So, um, many physicians concluded that if society considered it unjustifiable to terminate pregnancy after the fetus had quickened, and if quickening was a relatively unimportant step in the gestation process, then it was just as wrong to terminate a pregnancy before quickening as after oh, quickening. Okay. Ideologically, the Hippocratic oath and the medical mentality of that age to defend the value of human life as an absolute played a significant role in molding opinions about abortion. But let's talk about who the doctors were. Who were the doctors? men men
1: men were the doctors right (laughs) and so they're not thinking about anything else and i'm wondering too if the idea of like the soul came in of when you know because no like religiously like really you know
0: Mm -hmm. that didn't start till later oh that didn't start till later this was all about what's Medically, right, but you know, it's also, there's also right. the patriarchy and all of right. this that come into right. it. So doctors were also influenced by practical reasons to advocate anti-abortion laws. For one, abortion providers tended to be untrained or not members of medical society. And in an age where the leading doctors in the nation were attempting to standardize the medical profession, these irregulars were considered a nuisance to public health. And the more formalized medical profession disliked the irregulars because they were competition, often at a cheaper cost. So now it's uh, about my bottom line. Yes. I got to put these people out of business who are going to do abortions right. because I'm not going to do it and I'm not I couldn't make that kind of money doing it. <laughs> it's fucked up. It's crazy. Despite campaigns to end the practice of abortion, um abortif- Patient advertising was highly effective and abortion was commonly practiced in the mid-19th century. Again, you'd see ads in the paper for like, if you don't want to be in the family way or if your family's big enough and you, you know, you you could go get this powder and like drink this tea and it would, it would cause the abortion.
1: And, and did it, or were there people, were there, I'm sure there had to be some quacks out there too that were. Maybe, probably. Well, yeah, we talked about that before. Yeah. Yeah, There's always going to be those, the snake oil salesmen. yeah.
0: Yeah. So, with the pri- while the, pri- the precise abortion rate was not known, James Moore's 1978 book *Abortion in America* documented multiple recorded estimates by 19th-century physicians, which suggested that between around 15% and 35% of all pregnancies ended in abortion during that period. Wow! Yeah. This era also marked a a shift in the people who were obtaining abortions. Before the start of the 19th century, most abortions were sought by unmarried women who had become pregnant out of wedlock. Out of 54 abortion cases in America, medical journals between 1839 and 1880, over half were sought by married women. Ah, it was too much to take care of. And over 60% of the married women already had at least one child. So the same thing as we're talking about today. The same thing. Families are have already they can't take on it's expensive. The world is expensive. Right. The sense that married women were now frequently obtaining abortions worried many conservative physicians who oh. were also almost exclusively male men. In the post-Civil War era, much much of the blame was placed on the burgeoning women's rights movement, though, oh. the, med- <laughs> though the medical profession expressed hostility towards feminism, many many feminists of the era were also opposed to abortion winos Thanks. the Thanks. starts of the winos <laughs> the, and the wino new- <laughs> movement begins yeah, the original winos <laughs> the newspaper the revolution operated by elizabeth katie stanton and susan b anthony an opinion piece <laughs> was published arguing that instead of merely attempting to pass a law against abortion the root cause must also be addressed
1: oh and what's that that so women simply, are who was basically
0: <laughs> simply <laughs> passing an anti-abortion law would would Uh, The writer stated, quote, be only mowing off the top of the noxious weed while the root remains. No matter what the motive, love of ease, or a desire to save from suffering the unborn innocent, the woman is awfully awfully guilty who commits the deed. It will burden her conscience in life. It will burden her soul in death. But, oh, thrice guilty is he who drove her to the desperation which impelled her (laughs) to the crime, end quote. Oh, God
1: i mean these women i mean the words the innocent how are we still the evil yeah how
0: and how are we still putting up like susan b anthony and this elizabeth Cady stanton what are we doing i know they they kept black women out of this even though they fought alongside them they kept them out of getting the right to vote and they were against our rights to to uh abortion yeah fuck those bitches when we
1: know because and the name is escaping me at that time there were women fighting for abortion. Yes. Remember the woman that I'm I covered? I'm gonna cover? bring her up. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm gonna bring. Oh, you're right. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Who? Emma something. Yes. 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 Fighting for abortion. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's not a radical idea because remember the anarchist? Yes. Yeah, my hero. But I can't remember her name right now.
0: Physicians, <laughs> So uh, even though feminists were against this, physicians remain the loudest voice in the anti-abortion debate and they carry their agenda to state legislatures around the country advocating not only anti-abortion laws, but also laws against birth control. Oh, it's like you're fighting against yourself. One yeah. thing could keep the other thing from happening. It's I don't get that. This movement signaled the modern debate over women's bodies, body rights. A campaign was launched against the movement and the use and avail- availability of contraceptives. Criminalization of abortion accelerated from the late 1860s through the efforts of concerned legislators, doctors, and the American Medical Association. And nobody, but none of those people were ever women. In the 1860s, no one, right. not one woman right. at that table. It's the same thing today. The people making these laws are men. They're they're right. put up by women, but well, the majority of people voting for them are men. Well, but there's a lot of women. Of course there are. But there's the ones, a lot of women. The ones who are actually passing it, if you, even if a woman wrote the legislation, right. fought for it, and got it passed, it's men. The that men are, are, are the majority of the yes. ones in those those state houses and everything that are voting for it. There's not a majority yeah. of women there. This never would happen if there's a majority of women there. In 1873, Anthony Comstock created the New York Society for the Suppression of Vice, an institution dedicated to supervising the morality of the public. Oh, and I'm sure that women were a big part of that public. Of course. Later that year, Comstock successfully influenced the United States Congress to pass the Comstock Law, which made it illegal to deliver through the U.S. mail any, uh, quote, obscene, lewd, or lascivious material.
1: Yeah, that's how she got in trouble, that anarchist. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It also prohibited producing or pu- publishing information pertaining to the procurement of abortion or the prevention of, co- of conception or venereal de- disease even to medical students. The publication, <laughs> production, importation, and distribution of such materials was suppressed under the Comstock stock Law as being obscene and similar prohibitions were passed by 24 of 37 states. Wow. In 1900, abortion was normally a felony in every state. Some states included provisions allowing for abortion in limited circumstances generally to protect the woman's life or to terminate pregnancies arising from rape or incest. That was in 1900. We're in 2022 and they just now signed a law in Florida that That you can't have it if it's rape or incest. You can't have an abortion. Doesn't matter. 1900, that's how fucking, they don't evolve past 1900. Fucking animals. Can you imagine
1: this? Yeah, we're in 2022. What in the hell is happening? Honestly, I I feel like I'm in in bizarro land. I don't understand it. Oh, God. Abortions continued to occur, however, and became increasingly available because
0: people still, of course, people still get pregnant. People still have sex. Yeah. The American Birth Control League was founded by Margaret Sanger in 1921, and it became Planned Parenthood a Federation of America in 1942. And, of course, like we mentioned on episode 100, I covered Margaret Sanger. She's no fucking hero. No. She was for forced sterilization of black women in this country. She's a fucking asshole. Another fucking whino. So, fuck Margaret Sanger, but also, like, hi, Planned Parenthood. they have they have distanced themselves from her and said she was a cunt so we're here for Planned Parenthood yes of course Planned
1: Parenthood all (laughs) the
0: way by the 1930s licensed physicians performed an estimated 800,000 of abortions a year in 1930s
1: wow yeah
0: so let's talk a little so, bit about unsafe abortion. So an okay. unsafe abortion is the termination of a pregnancy by people lacking the necessary skills or in an environment lacking minimal medical standards or both, right?
1: Okay. So an unsafe abortion is a life-threatening procedure. Right, because it can lead to um, infection. It yes. Can, I, of course, I always go to like the Dirty Dancing movie, but you know, yes. having an abortion, you're not in a, a sterile environment, yes. and there's things that can cause you to, you know... You can die, of course.
0: Um, About twenty-five million unsafe abortions occur a year, of which most occur in the developing world. Unsafe abortions result in complications for about seven million women a year. Oh my god! Unsafe abortions are also one of the leading causes of deaths during pregnancy and childbirth. About five to thirteen percent of all deaths are occur during an unsafe abortion. Oh my god! Most unsafe abortions occur where abortion is illegal. Or in developing developing countries where affordable and well-trained medical practitioners are not readily available or where modern birth control is unavailable. There's ways to fix this. There's
1: ways to fix this. Right. But the thing is, I I was saying the other day to my husband, I'm like, we're a first world country. And he's like, no, we're not. Mm -mm. We're not a first world country anymore. Like,
0: can you imagine this? There are countries passing abortion legally that I never thought would. Yes. Ireland, which is steeped in Catholic yes. guilt to the heavens. Yes. It's like, I never thought. And they passed fucking legal abortion. Yeah. And we're Where are it. we? Where going are the, we? We're going but- the other way. So unsafe abortions was and is a public health crisis. Yes. More su- specifically, lack of access to safe abortion is a public health crisis for women. And I, don't, I think that is never going to be considered because it's women who actually are in danger. Right. And nobody gives a fuck about us. The, most, the more restrictive the law, the higher the rates of death and other complications. The World Health Health Organization estimated for the time period of 2010 to 2014, there were 55.7 million abortions worldwide each year. Wow. And out of these abortions, approximately 54% were safe and <gasps> 31% were less safe. 14% were least safe. And that means that 25 million, about 45% oh of the abortions God. each year between that time period were unsafe. What are we doing? According to the World Health Organization and the Guttmacher Institute, at least 22,800 women die annually as a result of complications of unsafe abortions.
1: Unsafe abortions.
0: 22,800 women die. Wow. That's fucked up. Fucked Uh. up. They, uh, and between 2 million and 7 million women each year survive unsafe abortion, but sustain long term damage of disease of or disease from incomplete abortion, infection, sepsis, bleeding, and injury to the internal organs, such as puncturing, puncturing or tearing of the uterus. They are also concluded abortion is safer in countries where it is legal, but dangerous in countries where it is outlawed and performed clandestinely. An article pre-printed by the World Health Organization called safe legal abortion, quote, a fundamental right of women, irrespective of where they live. Thank you. Unsafe abortion is, quote, a silent pandemic, end quote. Fucked up. The article states, quote, ending the silent pandemic of unsafe abortion is an urgent public health and human rights imperative.
1: Can you imagine that we have to have like sanctuary states in America that we have to send women to and the women who are impacted are going to be those most marginalized, those who don't have money yeah. to go somewhere and get on a plane and leave work and leave their kids. Like what do you, what are they doing? Yeah. So some of the procedures in the 1940s, but this is before Roe, of
0: course, right? In 1940s, records show that more than a thousand women died each year from abortions that were labeled as unsafe. This is in America. Many of the abortions were self-induced. Unsafe abortion practices were such a concern in the United States that nearly every large hospital had some type of, quote, septic abortion ward, <gasps> end quote, that was responsible for dealing with the complications that accompanied an incomplete abortion. Oh, my God. So when you say self-induced, like, what were some things? Yeah, that we're, I'm going I'm to tell you. Okay. So in the 1960s, the National Opinion Research Center found that hundreds of women were attempting to self-abort with coat hangers, kneading needles, and ballpoint pens, oh and by God. swallowing toxic chemicals like <gasps> bleach and laundry detergent. However, the number of deaths declined significantly in the ni- into the 1960s and 70s. Why is that? Do you want to know why? Birth control. Birth control became something right. that kids in college in the 50s and 60s and 70s yes. started to use. And so abort- these r- the rates of these deaths went down because women didn't have to get abortions. Because they were practicing safe sex. Yeah. So I'm going to get into some of these methods. It's graphic. I'm giving you a warning um trying so what they would do is when they would uh with the object is they would try to break the amniotic sac oh inside God. the womb with a sharp, sharp object or wire oh um, my God. and this method can cause infection or injury to internal organs for Jesus example God. perforating the uterus or intestines which results in death you bleed to death the uterus softens during pregnancy and is very easy to pierce so oh. one traditional method was used was a large feather that's what oh, they would do. Oh, yeah. So pumping toxic mi- mixtures such as chili peppers and chemicals like alum, uh, aluminum, lysol, permanganate, perma- perma- or plant poison into the body of the women. This method can cause the women to go into toxic shock and die. Jesus. Inducing the uh, an abortion without medical supervision by self-administering um, the abortifacient over the counter drugs, drugs obtained illegally, or by using drugs that not in um indicated for abortion but known to result in miscarriage or uterine contraction um I they go on to list the drugs but I don't really want to list them and
1: and kids they don't know I think I told this story before that I used to share a classroom with someone that um because sometimes you got to share classrooms and I shared a a class with someone that taught like a it was like a parenting sort of like life class life lessons sort of class and She was talking to them about birth control. This is when, like, you could talk about, like, sex ed in school. Mm -hmm. And one of the – she was talking to them about, like, different ways. And one student – this is, like, 17 years ago, so it's not that long ago. I mean, it's long ago, but, you know, like, we're in the modern era. This student said, oh, um, I heard that you get the orange soda, Mm -hmm. and you put that up you, and you put your legs up in the air, and that gets rid of it and and the teacher was like okay no that is not a safe thing to do and then talked about right because kids hear things like oh i hear you do this or oh if you do that like they don't know you know so that's why they need education so that mm. they understand that if you're gonna put uh, put something in your body you could come to harm mm. and these were like you know teenagers i was like what in yeah, the, and the heck and am they're, i they're listening not talking to? to their parents about no. this
0: no so, um, as far as taking the over-the-counter drugs, risks include uterine rupture, irregular oh. heartbeat, a rise in blood pressure or a drop in blood pressure, anemia, which would require transfusion, cardiovascular problems, pul- pulmonary edema, and death, as well as intense uh, spasms in women with asthma. Oh, my God. So... Leading up to Roe in 1964, Jerry Santori of Connecticut died trying to obtain an illegal abortion, and her photo became the symbol of an abortion rights movement. Some women, at, women's at, rights activist groups developed their own skills to provide abortions to women who could not obtain them wow. elsewhere. As an example, in Chicago, a group known as Jane operated a floating abortion clinic throughout much of the 1960s. Women seeking the procedure would call a designated number to be given instruction on how to find Jane.
1: Oh, my God. And then she would go, oh. yeah. So is this, now we have to bring this back?
0: I think it's it's here already. (laughs) I think it's already here because I don't know about any in Broward. (sighs) I don't know. In 1965, the U.S. Supreme Court case Griswold versus Connecticut struck down one of the remaining contraceptive ComStack laws. That happened in 1965, so 165 years later, (laughs) Connecticut got rid of that law. Um, (sighs) Here's the crazy thing. That law still applied to married couples.
1: So married couples still
0: couldn't use, it was against Uh. the law for them to use contraception.
1: Why? In 1965. Oh, because they're supposed to be fruitful and multiply? Yes, yes. Okay. <sighs> so <laughs> oh following God. the Griswold
0: case, the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists issued a medical bulletin accepting a recommendation from six years earlier that clarified that, quote, conception is the implantation uh, of a fertilized ovum. So that's what conception, right? Now we're okay. still talking about, like, when's the start? So the fertilization of the egg, now yeah. we're... In That's 1967, Colorado became the first state to decriminalize abortion in cases yes. of rape and incest, or w- in which pregnancy would lead to permanent physical disability of the woman. Similar laws were passed in California, Oregon, and North and North Carolina. In 1970, Hawaii became the first state to legalize abortions on the request of the woman, and New York repeated wow. its 1830 law and allowed abortions, or repealed it and allowed ab- abortions to up to the 24th week of pregnancy. Similar laws were soon passed in Alaska and Washington. In 1970, Washington held a referendum on legalizing early pregnancy abortions, becoming the first state to legalize, legalize abortion through a vote of the people.
1: And and um, at this time, I, I believe that it was not such a um, bipartisan issue. There were Republicans voting on, yeah. on this. Yeah. Yeah. The court upheld the law
0: um, deeming, um, I'm sorry, a law in Washington, D.C., which allowed abortion to protect the life of or or health of the woman, was challenged in the Supreme Court in 1971 in United States versus Vutic. The court upheld the law deeming that health meant psychological and physical well being, essentially allowing abortion in Washington, D.C. And that was not a liberal court in 1972. By the end of 1972, 13 states had a similar. A law similar to that of Colorado, while Mississippi allowed abortion in cases of rape or incest only. And Alabama, Massachusetts allowed um, abortions only in cases where the woman's physical health was endangered. Right.
1: And these are, you know, southern states, very, you know, Mm -hmm. religious. And in
0: order to obtain abortions during that period, women would often travel from a state where abortion was illegal to one where it's legal, which is what we're doing now again. The legal position prior to Roe v. Wade was that abortion was illegal in 30 states and legal under certain circumstances in 20 states. In the night, late 1960s, a number of organizations were formed to mobilize opinion both against and for the legalization of abortion. Okay. Mm. So on January 22nd, 1973, the Supreme Court in Roe v. Wade invalidated all of the state laws Woo. and set guidelines for the availability of abortion. Roe established that the right of privacy of a woman to obtain an abortion, quote, must be considered against important state interests and regulation, end quote. Roe established the end of the first trimester as the threshold for state interests, such that states were prohibited from banning abortion in the first trimester, but allowed to impose increasing restrictions or outright bans later in pregnancy. In deciding Roe v Wade, the Supreme Court ruled that a Texas statute forbidding abortion except when necessary to save the life of the mother, was what? Unconstitutional! This is unconstitutional! How come the Supreme Court in 1972 knows that, but the Supreme Court in 2022 has no fucking idea? Because they're all federalists. That you can't conservative tell people jobs. what to do with your fucking bodies. That's against the Constitution, which y'all say you fucking love. Liars. The court arrived at its decision by concluding that the issue of abortion and abortion rights falls under the right to privacy in the sense of the right of a person not to be encroached by the state. Thank you. In this opinion, thank you, party of limited government. Yeah. I mean, why do you want to be up in my business? I mean, it is looking. Hi. (laughs) I mean, hi. But like, no.
1: Oh, my God. No, and no it's you b- don't want that up in your business, girl. <laughs> you don't want them <laughs> up there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> just imagine like a Chippewa marker trying to climb on top of you. Oh, no. <laughs> Ew. Fuck you, Chippewa. Oh, <laughs> by the way, bu- 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 fuck you, Chippewa market. <laughs> in its opinion, it listed several landmark cases that it wouldn't take him long because he's so little. He cl- climbs a tree like this. <laughs> His little Vienna sausage fingers <laughs> gets up there. It's a little to the left. The clit's a little to the left. Chip, you're off. Oh, is this funny? No? Is it funny? Okay. In its opinion, (laughs) in its opinion, it listed several landmark cases where the court had previously found a right to privacy implied by the constitution. So this is what they're doing again, right? So once they do this thing with Roe, they look back and they go, here's these other cases where you can also apply the privacy. That's what they're doing now. They're looking at Roe v. Way, they're gonna overturn it and go, Oh, by the way, gay marriage and and this and these, all these things are not rights anymore.
1: The court did not
0: recognize a right to abortion in all cases, so they had some still limited things about that would go back to the states. A central issue in the Roe case and in wider abortion debate in general, is whether human life or personhood begins at conception, birth, or at the same point in between. And the court declined to make an attempt at resolving this issue, noting, and this is important, quote, we need not resolve the difficult question of when life begins. When those trained in the respective disciplines of medicine, philosophy, and theology are unable to arrive at a consensus, the judiciary at this point in the development of man's knowledge is not in a position to speculate as to the answer, end quote like Perfectly doctors don't said. know priests don't fucking know nobody really
1: knows so
0: we can't decide we're fucking we're yeah. not idiots sitting yeah. up here we don't fucking know we when, have when law degrees begins. we don't
1: have medical degrees right.
0: so we can't make that judgment and why is that now not the same thing today yeah. did men in some in, everybody sitting in the supreme court somehow now have knowledge can like x-ray vision into right. a woman's womb you know what i mean i mean what the fuck now they know yeah now you motherfuckers know the fuck out of here uh instead it chose to point out that historically under english and american common law statutes like we talked about in the beginning uh quote the unborn have not never been recognized as persons in the whole sense end quote because they're not yes and thus the fetuses are not legally entitled to the protection afforded by the right to life specifically enumerated in the 14th fucking amendment thank
1: you they're not persons what was that word you used fetuses fetuses thank you Tina and I are the not same a goddamn baby. wavelength
0: we've been sitting here for three fucking seasons this is our third season <laughs> not a baby We're reading reading our each other's mind it's now. not a baby that's right they're not persons now no. again I ask you how is this different from 1972 how today is this different I mean within our lifetime you know what I mean how did it change so yeah. much
1: maybe yeah I could say oh in 300 years maybe things have evolved and changed but you're gonna go backwards yeah so, rather than asserting that human life begins at
0: any specific point, the court simply declared that the state has a quote compelling interest end quote in protecting
1: quote potential life at the point of viability, which is and that's the other thing too viability. Yeah, that becomes an issue of when is this yeah fetus this embryo when does is it viable? Yeah, and a lot of people say the viability is like it living outside of the womb, of and course. if it can't live outside of the womb, then it's not viable. Therefore, you can have the abortion, right? right. The last two things I just wanted to say
0: is that uh, just because that Roe Ro passed didn't, doesn't mean legal abortion and safe abortion is still a thing that people can go do. There's states now that it's very hard to get an abortion, and there's people that still go to these great lengths to get an abortion because they can't talk to their parents, and they're living in homes where they're going to be judged, right? Like That's right. why these safe places are important for people to go to, right? So I wanted to just tell you two cases that happened recently where women— Their lives were endangered because of this. So in 2005, the Detroit News reported that a 16-year-old boy beat his pregnant underage girlfriend with a bat at her request to abort the fetus. The young couple lived in Michigan where parental consent is required to receive an abortion. It is in Florida as well. In Indiana, where there are potential consent laws, a girl by the name of Becky Bell died from an unsafe abortion rather than discuss her pregnancy and wish for an abortion with her parents. What are we doing? What are we doing? These are
1: young people.
0: Yeah. In 2011, Kermit Gosnell, a licensed doctor who provided abortion services in the American state of Pennsylvania, uh, was indicted by a grand jury on murder charges after a woman died in his clinic. The grand jury found that the conditions in Gosnell's clinic were not only unsanitary and that Gosnell staffed his clinic with unlicensed individuals. He had also commonly conducted the lesser known practice of severing the spinal cords (gasps) of newly born babies. So these are the kinds of monsters like it can go because yes. of it's not, there's Which not, not regulation. regulation and any kind of laws. Women are going to clinics that they think are legitimate oh. and there's fucking monsters working there. Before you start, I have my um, I'm wearing my shirt. It says pussy power on it.
1: And I have my voters decide. Yeah. well.
0: We better different- start. We better start deciding. <laughs> Two different approaches to the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm all my energy today is coming from the pussy. Ooh,
1: pussy uh, power forever. Well, we got to get these women on board. Gotta God get these damn women bitches. on board. <sighs> all right. So today, oh, I'm going to continue on with what we're discussing with abortion, and I'm going to talk to you about the story of the dangerous laws and the clinics Republicans allow. Mm. And some of those Republicans who have voted against abortion but have encouraged abortion Ooh. for women in their lives, Love because this. I mean, yes, uh, uh. I mean, so like the who is you know everywhere, yeah, everyone, and our story of course takes place all over America because women all over America often need abortions. So Hillary gave us this amazing background, and I want to make sure, and I know that we've talked about it already, but. It's important to stress that abortion um, bans impact black and brown women the most. White women will almost always be able to find a way. And maybe not all, but most on the whole. Yeah. So we really need to make that clear too. And Kathy Torres, organizing manager for Frontera Fund, told PBS News, quote, abortion restrictions are racist. They directly impact people of color, black, brown, indigenous people, people who are trying to make ends meet. Mm. An executive director of the Alabama-based Yellowhammer Fund, Lori Bertrand Roberts, explained that women of color in these states tend to be uh, more restrict, that tend to be more restrictive, often have less access to health care, little birth control options, hardly any sex ed in schools, like you said. And again, when abortions are banned, these women who already suffer financially can't take time from work to travel. So we talked all of that, right? But, you know, they'll throw her in jail. Right. Or they'll complain if she needs government support. Right. Right. The hypocrisy of the GOP is disgusting. The other thing I wanted to mention, like, before we kind of, like, run into this is the, the, the leaked document. And there's a lot of people, you know, on the Republican side, they're like, the Democrats leaked this and they're violating the privacy of the court and the hypocrisy of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but others are saying, no, it was probably deliberately leaked by a Republican because now it's going to be hard for them to walk away from what the draft has said. Oh. Right. Um, and that's a, a deliberate move to keep kind of force like this is what it is. It's already been. Wow. You know, I didn't how, even... how did they? Yeah. yeah. How do they backpedal? So who knows? Mm. But let's look up, uh, let's look at how we wound up with this, where we are now with this draft. Please. I'm going to kind of just look at recent history. And just because, you know, Roe was passed, it still has been in danger the entire time.
0: Yeah. You know what I wanted to mention, too, is that, you know, everybody adores Ruth Bader Ginsburg, but... What Ruth Bader Ginsburg said about Roe v. Wade is that it should never have been passed in the Supreme Court, that it always should have been right. a state legislative issue because what has happened and what is what she said would happen is right. that it's going to be picked apart state by state by state. And that's what they've done. They've, they've chipped away at it so much in each state that once this past, if Roe v. Wade gets overturned, I think it's like 13 states automatically, yes. il- immediately abortion is illegal. Yes. Um. And they've, what they've done is they just made it, what, how they chipped away is just making it more and more difficult for women by changing the, the gestation period yes, by and changing all of those things. The funding closing the
1: funding to these right. uh, clinics. I didn't go all the way back but I I do feel like the election of Ronald Reagan. Ooh. And I would love to cover this, mm. Ronald Reagan and his tie to the evangelical churches. That tie is what I feel like has been the big, really the downfall of our country. Is these evangelical nutjobs who are standing at the pulpit in their tents in the South, taking money from people that's untaxed and screaming about abortion and laws and politicians that people should be electing. And I feel like the second that any politician's name or political issue comes out of the mouth of some preacher, that they should be fined or that that church now should have to be taxed because there's a separation of church and state. And that has not been happening since... Reagan, yeah, and, any, and they have so much political pull, yeah, they and do. so much money, they do, and they are destroying their crazy religious beliefs. Their fundamentalist, extremist religious beliefs are destroying our country. I, it's 100% destroying. Percent it.
0: agree, one hundred percent, and it's not the <sighs> the the worst part is this. This is not the majority opinion of Americans. No.
1: Aren't even no. crazy evangelicals. No. So how did we get here, right? Because because, because, we because have they made these pacts with the devil. They are the devil. But that popular vote, the popular vote,
0: putting presidents in there for the popular, you know, these, these, these presidents, Trump didn't win a popular vote. He's not. He wasn't right. elected by the majority of I know, people that's, in this let's country. let get rid of the electoral college. But yet he college. fucking put up three fucking Supreme Court justices. Yes, judges. three.
1: God damn Okay, so I'm going to just start around 2009. And this was someone that we've covered that um, I believe you talked about, the murder of uh, Dr. George Tiller. Mm. And this kind of sort of starts the ball rolling in recent times, 2009. um, The killer um, was part of an extreme and violent anti-abortion group called Operation Rescue. Mm. And Operation Rescue, this is in 2009, they, they, they promote really dangerous ideology when it comes to abortion and what they consider life and what they consider should be punishment for those who um, work to give abortions or women who have abortions. Mm. And in 2010, so what happens in that year, we know with like the whole Tea Party movement is a slew of anti-abortion politicians get elected. And how does that happen? Primarily um, through gerrymandering, purging voter rolls, you know, shady practices to maintain power. Then in 2011, so now we have these slew of electeds in there. So now the next year in 2011, Planned Parenthood starts to get defunded, no. beginning with Wisconsin Governor Scott Walker. Oh, this fucking guy. And, uh, I saw a picture of him the other day. He's so I'm disgusting, like, disgusting. Disgusting. Still. And when Planned Parenthood gets defunded, mm. it's not just abortion that is in jeopardy, right? STD, STI testing, cancer screenings. Yep. You know, basic reproductive health care for women. It's jeopardized, but they don't care about that, right? They don't care about providing access to women who have no money to be able to get healthcare and get their annual checkups, which are important. I'm sorry, I'm so like well, that saved your life. An annual checkup it saved, saved my, my life, your fucking it life, saved Tina. my life. And we both use Planned Parenthood on our youth. We've talked Absolutely. about it all the time. Absolutely. That's where women can get access to cheap and affordable birth control, yep. so that they're not having the abortions that you hate yeah. for them to have so much it's just
0: not there's it's more about that control in sex that's what it's about because if they act like we said if they actually cared, they'd give us the birth control yeah but, but if they not, don't want to do that no abortion no, no birth control that's about control they want to regulate about, yeah us human
1: they want to regulate you know other what? human
0: beings so i'm so sorry that we want to fuck you know, I'm so yes. sorry that we fall but guess in love what? or, but guess or what? meet someone randomly and want to have but sex. But guess what? And they want to have sorry. sex too. Yeah. They, and they do. And don't act like you don't fucking do Give that. You guys break. are all known for being fucking assholes.
1: You're up there doing God knows what the fuck you're doing. Fuck uh, you. You know what? I know. Let's keep going. 2012. Uh. In 2012, we also have what's known as trap laws. Mm. These are laws that make it hard for abortion providers to provide abortions. And this is coming from Planned Parenthood. Trap laws involve mandating the width of hallways, right, right. complex uh, HVAC, like AC systems, down to the inch dimensions for operating rooms, specifications for outfitting janitors' closets. The result of such onerous restrictions is simply fewer providers. Yep. Think about it. The width of hallways, paint colors, and janitors' closets have little to do with actual patient care, end quote. And they also require some of these trap laws, doctors to, who are performing these abortions, to have hospital privileges. And it's hard to get hospital yep. privileges. So if you can't get the hospital privilege, then you cannot perform the abortion, right? And because abortions are so safe that they're really, it, it is the rarest of circumstances that something goes awry during an abortion that they would have to, immediately be brought to a hospital or something like that so there's no really need for those privileges right right and they also want providers to be within a certain distance to hospitals which some nonprofits can't afford to do so they have all of these different trap laws in place and now these providers can't meet with those regulations and they have to shut down right that was a huge one and what's worse and this to me was very scary is that some trap laws in some states, require doctors to give patient information to the state. Mm. Right? Oh my God. A woman's name, address, medical information, copies of ultrasounds. Why does the state need that information and that file on a woman? Why? Wow. Why? Wow. You want we to say, talk about invasion of privacy? Yeah, don't we have
0: the medical privacy? A HIPAA, HIPAA, HIPAA?
1: Yeah, lo- what the fuck? It's in the trap laws in some states. And wow. if a provider, like I said, can't do that, they're, they're, they're shut down. 2013, new bans and like, uh, you know, bills that are adding all these restrictions across the country. 2014, a new slew of anti-abortion candidates are elected. Voters decide. You guys decided that. You guys voted or your failure to vote Yep. Because you're sitting on a couch, you're having your latte, that part. you're like, oh yeah, I don't do politics. Well, god. guess what? Now we're all screwed. They're all because cr- you're fucking lazy ass. Yeah, they're crooks. The oh uh,
0: what do you mean uh, I can't have an abortion? <laughs>
1: oh my god. What happened? What happened? What happened? Wake yeah, the fuck wake up. Wake up! Wake the fuck Give up! Give me a break, you motherfuckers. <sighs> 2015. The crazy narrative spewed by the organization Operation Rescue is spreading, and there's this video that gets sort of leaked, and it's where they're listening in on, um, they have recorded like women uh, uh, working at a Planned Parenthood, and they oh, kind of right. piece together this thing, and so yes. it's all choppy, and, they, and they, they it's contrived. Yeah. And they start saying that the providers of Planned Parenthood are doing these abortions because they want to sell mm. fetal tissue, which is not true. Now, some providers do help women donate tissue to research like many providers do because there's stem cell research and there's many things actually. And what do we use the research for? That can be helpful to progress medically, to help cure
0: diseases. That's right. Vaccines. Vaccines. The COVID-19 vaccine is made from fetal cells from an abortion 30 years ago. They're Come using on. the same stem cells from the same abortion from 30 fucking years ago to create vaccines, including the one that's pumping through my fucking body right now. Yes. Save, save me from any kind of infection. Thank you. Thank or you. Or
1: lessen the infection. What, what so, the fuck? So as a result of this kind of rhetoric and this kind of conspiracy theory bullshit that runs across and runs rampant through social media, as a result, a mentally ill man killed three people at an abortion clinic, and he was spouting the lies from that video. So when you are putting this out there because you want to play political football with an ideology that you really don't believe in and you just want to maintain your elected seat, people are dying because there's idiots out there who believe you. Mm. Then, of course, Congress decides to start an investigation on Planned Parenthood, and more restrictions get enacted. In 2016, the Republicans' false idol, Trump, Mm. because all you evangelicals, right, um, you don't want to have, you know, you curse like a Marjorie Taylor Greene who goes after the Catholics for their, you know, uh, idolatry when all you do is idolize your golden, tan-sprayed boy Trump while he was a candidate he met with one of the leaders of Operation Rescue. What? A man who wants to legalize killing doctors who perform abortions, Troy Newman. And he went to talk to him about abortion and he promises to only nominate judges who will overturn Roe v. Wade. This is when Trump was a candidate. This was out in the news, but people still voted for him and people still chose to sit out because they didn't like Hillary. (laughs) I didn't like Hillary either. Yeah. She was not my first choice. Same. But I had the sort of wherewithal to go, wow, this is a fucking clown who's dangerous, who I had anxiety. I still remember the anxiety I felt watching him stand behind her on that debate stage. And as someone who and I've talked about this before, just being a victim of, of assault and, Mm -hmm. and, and having instances of just domestic issues as a younger person, I, I, I was uh, this feeling inside me that I hadn't felt in 20 years came back and Mm. I was like, uh, afraid. Yeah. You know, I, it was like, I was reliving things and I said, this guy is a monster. This guy is an abuser and this is who we're going to put up. To know how he could physically intimidate a woman <sighs> on a national, so, a global stage, yeah. really. I mean, it's so, it's disgusting. Yeah. Tina. He said it out loud. He said it out loud. Just like he said he could shoot somebody and get elected, and he did. This is what America chose. <sighs> all right. So I'm going to, you know, I was going to rant about how this is all on you, but it is, it's all on everyone who did nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to move on. Okay. All right. 2016, Obama gets his Supreme Court pick Merrick Garland stolen from him by Turkey neck McConnell. Yeah. Wisconsin. Gobble. gobble yeah. Bitch. Also in 2016, Wisconsin abortion clinic shuts down due to uh, governor Walker 2016. Also, we have more abortion restrictions enacted across the country. 2017 Trump enacts a global gag rule according to uh So we were on the same site. The gag rule gag rule, quote, prevents foreign non-governmental organizations, NGOs, from using their own non-U.S. funds to provide abortion <gasps> services, information counseling, referrals, or advocacy. What? Rather than serving public health, this policy curtails access to essential clinical services and strips healthcare providers of the ability to engage openly with their patients. What? Yes. Holy shit, dude. Yes. 2017, Trump nominates Neil Gorsuch to SCOTUS. Oh, 2017, more abortion restrictions are enacted. 2018, Brett Kavanaugh nominated to SCOTUS. 2018, oh. more abortion restrictions are enacted. 2019, Trump and his little, you know. do boy Pence <laughs> enact the Title X gag rule. According to Gutmotra's site, Title X is the nation's public family planning program Serving millions of patients who seek birth control services, STI testing and treatment, and related preventative care. The Gut Mattress site also noted in regards to the gag rule that, quote, regulations include a prohibition on abortion referrals, coercive counseling standards for pregnant pregnant patients, and unnecessary and stringent requirements for the physical and financial separation of Title X funded activities wow. from a range of abortion-related activities. Jesus. So they gut that. 2019, more restrictions, more bullshit, and dangerous rhetoric spewed by Trump. 2020, more abortion restrictions. 2021, the most hostile laws in history that continue through uh, this year, the Texas six week abortion ban, the Mississippi 15 week ban that SCOTUS is dealing with. And, um, of course we have the leaked draft. So that's, I want to talk about a couple of the restrictive bills, um, on that timeline. Cause okay. I mean, we can't go through every single bill cause it's so many, mm. it's like, 40 bills this year 50 bills this year you know like all of these things there added. are thousands it of laws insane there are
0: thousands and thousands of laws across this country that regulate women's body and there is not one not one regulating does, regulating a man's yeah, body please why is that that's a question that i'd love to have answered it's how true. come there's thousands upon thousands upon thousands of laws that say what women can and can't do with their bodies but not one for a man
1: wake up wake up come on dude And how the fuck (sighs) is that equality? How's that fair? It's ridiculous. I want to talk about this because this is going to come back. Mark my words. Mm. This is going to come back. Mark my words. In 2019, The Guardian reported that in the state of Texas, Rep. Tony Tinderholt, Republican from Arlington, wanted to push for the jailing and execution of women who have abortions. In 2019, he also put it forward in 2017. But he put it forward in 2019, and he's not going to stop. No. Somebody else will pick it up even if he does.
0: So he stated,
1: quote, if you murder a pregnant woman, you get charged twice. So I'm not specifically criminalizing women. What I'm doing is equalizing the law, end quote. So he put forward the bill. It was House Bill 896, which would make women criminally liable if they had an abortion with the possibility of the death penalty. As reported by the Texas Tribune, the death penalty. This is what we're doing. We're going to have women jailed across America. We're going to have camps. And where's the dude? Is he Is in he the next fucking cell?
0: Gonna, oh is he going to be killed too? Because that bitch didn't got, could become pregnant on her own. When are
1: and the men going to start being held fucking responsible? Give me a break. Fuck a- you. And he also stated that if Dicks. women who had an abortion were exempt from murder charges, then the law would, quote, treat unborn children differently than other people who are murdered. Newsflash, a fetus is not a baby. Yep. A fetus is not a baby. You know who told us that? The Supreme Court. Thankfully, another Republican actually stopped the bill from moving out of a committee. But the fact is that this man, elected by the people in the state of Texas, oh, Texas they checked get the fuck out. his name on the little box, right? He's not going to stop. He is so pro-life that he would sentence women to death for making decisions about her own body. You know what? I'll see you in hell, motherfucker. No. See you in hell. If he's in heaven, then I'm going to hell. I'm going the opposite. Wherever he yeah. is, I'm going the opposite. I'm just saying that <laughs> I may have done some questionable things in my life. I
0: might be. That's you're, nowhere, cath- you're nowhere that's near Catholic, this guy. <laughs> my
1: Catholic guilt speaking, but. This is just about controlling and harming women. And Absolutely. it's not just the women, but the doctors would be subjected to a murder charge. Yeah the doctors and guess what guess what he gets funding from national organizations as reported by the young turks they Ooh, uh, wrote them. that yes um some of the bigger uh, companies big tobacco Ooh. united services automobile association and at&t yeah well, you know big Toba- at&t big tobacco
0: they're not doing any harm to anybody's yes. body, right? Oh Big my tobacco God. Is perfectly fine, yeah. right? H- keep We're, killing yeah, people. Yeah.
1: They don't cause any problems I to mean, anyone's body ever. <gasps> an Alabama med- media group article noted that um, another uh, bill uh, was Alabama put forward a similar bill that would mm. punish women and doctors from 10 to 99 years. The bill ended up passing with the doctors, the one facing criminality. Wow! But there's an injunction that was put on it and they're waiting for SCOTUS. So now we're going to be jailing doctors in Alabama. Yeah. So what person, what, what person going to med school in his right mind yeah. would want to do anything with reproductive health care? Right. What's going to happen when we have no doctors that will screen for fucking cancer, that will help women in other ways because they're afraid of, of what repercussion they may face if a woman is hemorrhaging and having a miscarriage and now he's guilty, right? absolutely oh my god their financial oh my god you know being in jail or not
0: why would anybody want to risk that and there's plenty of doctors who do that but the 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 safe and you know medically licensed number goes down as the more these fucking laws go up women are then put in danger
1: and and it was like you said um in your in when you were talking that the one the the rep that put that bill up in alabama is a woman rep Mm. terry collins yeah because she's doing God's work, yeah the, and the, the, and and there's a great line in I watched the crucible with my son because I was like, you know, um this is like, and I, I always try to parallel it. It was McCarthyism, but I'm like, you know, modern day witch hunts happen all the time, and uh uh John Proctor says, you know, God's not whispering in my ear, he's never whispered in my ear. Why is he whispering in your ear? You're the only one that can hear God, please." I'm sorry I'm like so upset oh, yeah. but 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 like you said, it's the woman who puts these bills forward, but it was the 25 white Republican males yeah. who voted for it yeah they, you know
0: as strategic as brilliantly strategic as they've been the last 30 years to get oh, rid of this God. they've been
1: brilliant. yeah they uh, know what they're doing. And McConnell those, isn't stupid. no all he wanted was judge seats and 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 not only SCOtus. We've talked about it before. Trump filled hundreds of judge seats across the country, while the Democrats—what did they do? Jerked off in the corner and cried about how they, on. they cried
0: about how bad Trump is and how they're the good guys, which got us nowhere. nowhere. You do nothing. Oh you do nothing. You fucking losers. Fuck you. You know, <laughs> uh, here's the thing. It's not like hey, you lose a basketball game and hey, you'll go get them next yeah. time. You it's fucking our lives. you motherfuckers lose, and we lose our rights. You fucking lose, and and we we lose. You can't even get the Voting Rights Act passed in the Senate.
1: You're fucking losers. They call the act. I mean, come on, losers. All right, I'm fucking so, done with it. I'm done with you. So, if Roe v. Wade is officially overturned, um, and and you mentioned this, there are 26 states that could ban abortions, as reported by CNN. Of those 26, 13 of them have what are called trigger laws that will go into effect immediately to ban abortion. States like North and South Dakota, Wyoming, Idaho, Utah, Texas, Oklahoma, Missouri, Louisiana, Arkansas, Mississippi, Tennessee, Kentucky. Nine states have pre-Roe laws that are still on the books. So if Roe v. Wade gets lifted, they would automatically go back into effect. States like Michigan, Wisconsin, West Virginia, Alabama, some of these are repeat states. Mississippi, Arkansas, Oklahoma, Texas, Arizona. 17 have extremely restrictive laws or bans that could go in effect if Roe v. Wade is gone. A lot of those same states um, are on there, um, but then we'll add uh, Utah, Ohio, Louisiana. And four states that will likely ban If Roe is abolished, Florida, of course, absolutely being one of them along with Montana, Indiana and Nebraska, 26 states, half of the United States of America could restrict the rights of women who make up more than half of this country. That's where we're at half. I mean, it's time. It's time, I think, for America to split. I don't think the divide is too big and I don't think we're bridging it anytime soon. So we need to figure this out. Like, we're, let's just go to war. Let's just, we're going to have to go to war. Well, I'm, really, I'm willing to go down for this. So what dangers do women face if Roe is overturned? For those who are pregnant and can't access abortion, they face death, like Hillary talked about, from pregnancy-related causes, which have been on the rise, according to NBC News, and which also, again, impact women of color at a higher rate. Mm-hmm. Criminalization. Which again, will impact community of color more than white women. Mental health impacts. NBC News reported that a UK. study revealed that the mental health of those who were denied abortion access had more adverse like outcomes. They were affected more. their mental health was, was impacted more when they were forced to have a child. And they did say that, yes, they did talk to women recently after having abortions, and they did experience sadness, guilt, anger. Of course. However, <sighs> a few years later, they reported feeling neutral or positive about their choice. It's not the same with a for- forced birth. It's worse on their mental health and stability.
0: Uh, I'm very and, glad that you brought that up because here's the difference. When I got pregnant with my daughter, I knew my now ex-husband, but, but boyfriend at the time for five months when I got pregnant, five months, I knew him, but I was close to 30. I wanted to have children. I had my own place. I was supporting myself for a decade. Right. And I was, abortion was not an option for me because I was like, no, I got this. If I have to have her on my own, then I'll have her on my own. I was scared out of my mind. We ended up getting married. I mean, we made a good run at it, I think, (laughs) but we, my second child, my son, was planned those two pregnancies were completely different right like I was terrified with the first one not knowing what what's gonna happen with my life the second one I was like I got to enjoy it women deserve that experience it's a different experience if you're forced to have a baby that you don't want my
1: god you feel the baby all the time I I can't imagine I can't imagine that it's at the trap and and you and who is knows it, if you're oh going to be God. able to actually give oh a vaginal my birth? Imagine oh your whole God. body has to be cut open for a C-section to get the baby out. Your body is affected. Our body's growing a baby inside of us. Oh my! It changes, changes our body. It changes them. It just—I don't want to say it destroys them, but my body is not the same. No, I didn't course. have a C-section. Your body is
0: not the same. The body is not. No, it's no I not didn't the same. But your bodies are not the same either way. But you—the right. you, experience of pregnancy and motherhood—is not forcing someone to have a baby. It's not this beautiful rainbows and sunshine. Right. If it's forced. Do you it's, understand? It's, we're it's not different. incubators. That's right. We are not
1: incubators. And we
0: deserve to plan, to be able to plan, to have a child and experience motherhood and childbirth and the all way, those On things, our terms. In a way that on is- On our terms. Yes, when you're ready for it. But when you <sighs> force it, you're walking around and people, think about being forced to have a baby and going to the grocery store and someone going, oh. Oh my and God. And you're like, fuck, up. Yes. sorry. You uh, you know, <laughs> oh my god you're not happy about it but who gives a fuck right right
1: brooding mares brooding mares what is it i mean (laughs) what the fuck is this so another danger in a post world is more of these fake clinics now we've talked about fake clinics uh before um but the state where these clinics are housed should not allow them and they should have laws banning these dangerous spaces And this is also part of our electeds, you know, like there's laws protecting these clinics and these clinics pretend to be what they call quote crisis pregnancy centers from that name. And from what it looks like, they offer ultrasounds and whatnot. Women get duped into thinking it's legitimate healthcare. And in some States, there are more than double of these so-called pregnancy centers than there are actual abortion clinics. And I would imagine in the States that are going to keep abortion legal, more of these fake clinics are going to pop up there. And, Often there's no medical personnel, no true medical services, and instead they try to discourage women from having an abortion by using an ultrasound. And the worst, and I read a couple of stories about this, is that women are often tricked into thinking this is real. One woman told her story to Ms. Magazine, and it's insane. She went to the clinic. No one was a licensed professional, but she was already in the door. She's this young college student, and she's scared. And they told her things during the ultrasound because she didn't want to look, they're like, look at the ultrasound, look at, you don't want to look at the baby. And she's like, no. And they said to her, quote, do you want to see your baby? What kind of mother doesn't want to look at her own baby? Doesn't want pictures of her own baby. And oh, you're so young. You're so healthy. This is going to be a completely easy pregnancy for you. And they also lied to her about how far along she was. That, they told her she was yes. nine weeks. Yes, yes. They They told her she was nine weeks. So they're too late. She runs out. She stayed because she was like, I thought I had an atopic pregnancy and I was afraid. And they were like, everything's fine. So she went to a regular doctor then. And uh, the doctor was like, yeah, no, you're like four or five weeks. Oh, my God. They lied. Yeah, they do that. Many make you think that you can't have an abortion anymore. Right. And many of these clinics are religious based again. They they have little to no medical professionals working for them. And SCOTUS gave these clinics more leeway to deceive folks when they struck down a California law in 2016. Reproductive Fact Act. And that act would have made these clinic post signs saying they are not medical professionals, would have required them to tell patients of state funded health care and more. But instead, they're like, no, you don't have to do that, right? Let's just put women in danger in spaces that there's no one medically trained to help. And what some organizations are doing is they're taking out ads and they're trying to draw attention to these fake clinics or they'll put like, you know, chalk writings in front like this is a fake clinic. Mm. All right. So um, I just also want to jump into the hypocrisy of some of these politicians and we did the G Charlet back um, in one of our episodes. Right. He's that staunch pro-lifer, but he supported his ex-wife back when they were married to have not one, but two abortions because they couldn't afford it. And he also encouraged his mistress to have an abortion. That's so right. he understood it wasn't right for them at the time, but now it's not right for anyone else. Right. Scott Lloyd, Trump, uh, of his appointee to the Office of Refugee Resettlement, which deals with oh immigrants and is supposed to provide health care to immigrants, including abortion. Oh. This guy often refused teens from having abortions. And in one case, a 17-year-old rape victim was denied an abortion even when she threatened her own life. She said, if I have to carry this baby to turn, I'm going to kill myself. He said, quote, I am mindful that abortion is offered by some as a solution to a rape. In fact, some would suggest that by declining to assist in the abortion, we are in some way engaging in a form of violence against the mother, as in the notion that ORR is forcing her to carry pregnancy to term. I disagree. Implicit here are the dubious notions that it is possible to cure violence with further violence and that the destruction of an unborn child's life can in some instances be acceptable as a means to an end. To decline to assist in an abortion here is to decline to participate in violence against an innocent life. She remains pregnant, but this is not the intent of our actions. Moral and criminal responsibility for the pregnancy lies with the attacker and no one else. Others might suggest that abortion is justified as a form of self-defense in this instance, but this gets it wrong again. The child, the one who is destroyed, is not an aggressor. The aggressor, again, was the rapist. Well, who's, where's he? Yeah. Did they hold him fucking accountable? But. You motherfucker. But Mr. Lloyd, you had no problem driving your now ex-girlfriend from your youth to an abortion clinic. And you even helped pay for it. What? So that was okay for you. What? And your non-raped girlfriend. Holy fuck. But everyone else can suck it. You fucking motherfucker. Everyone else can suck it. What's that fucking guy's name? His name was Lloyd. His first name was um, Scott Lloyd, Scott Holy Lloyd, shit. the devil, Hi, himself. Scott. you fucking devil,
0: you fucking <sighs> motherfucker. Can you see yes. does, does anybody fucking yeah. pay attention
1: to this? It's such bullshit. Does anybody fucking hear this? Congressman Tim Murphy outspoken, Fuck. outspoken pro-life anti-abortion congressman out of Pennsylvania. He encouraged his lover to have an abortion after a scare. And one of the text messages read, Um, From her to him, quote, and you have zero issue posting your pro-life stance all over the place when you had no issue asking me to abort our unborn child just last week when we thought that that was one of the options. The best part of all this is that while the scandal was happening, uh, Murphy was part of uh, the pro-life caucus and voted to ban 20 week abortions. And allegedly he was like a horrible, like toxic, crazy boss and had like huge turnover and all of that. All right. So what can current electeds do on the federal level to protect abortion? Well, people talk about expanding SCOTUS that I don't feel like that's never going to happen because then it's going to be, you're stalking the court. The liberals want to stack the court. Biden's not going to do it, but I uh, guarantee you, the next Republican president yeah. will. <laughs> so what can we do? We can donate to abortion funds and organizations to help women get safe access to abortion. We can volunteer for pro-choice organizations or repro centers. Yes. We can vote for people who are pro-choice and will vow to protect a woman's right to choose. Yes. You can call your politicians, talk to your family and friends, talk to men. We need men to come out and tell their abortion story. Yeah. Because a lot of times they talk to their partner and maybe coming from a man Other men will listen and hear when they talk about why for their family an abortion was the right choice. Why don't they start sharing that? Because we need to normalize abortion and we need to normalize men talking about their experiences as well with abortion and how they supported the women in their lives and how they felt this was a good choice for their families. Yeah. Because we don't hear that enough. And I know, like, I'm not trying to put men back in the forefront of everything. But in this issue, it's always falling on women. And men are part of the equation too. And if more men come out and say, no, I supported my girlfriend in this choice. I supported my partner in this choice. I supported the one night stand I had in this choice. I supported my wife, whatever it is, in this choice. And here's why. Then maybe other men will get a clue. Because I'm tired of men that were like, well, and rape, you know, I get that. But if some woman's a hoe and she's just, ha- you know, that's that's it. Oh like, my you're God. either a saint or you're a whore. I put up the RBG. And they can't imagine a yeah. woman in between. I
0: put up this RBG graphic for, on our Instagram. And the very first comment was some bro, and he wrote,
1: hoes are out here mad. Oh, yeah. Well, then I guess we're all hoes. Hoes are mad. Hoes are mad. That should be the title hoes are mad <laughs> you
0: know what I am fucking I am fucking mad. we are mad, you know, give me a break uh, uh, more than anything I'm mad that um I'm mad that I can't live in a world where I can have sexual freedom and not looked at like a hoe right uh, I'm mad that I live in a world where I don't have anyone in the government who actually wants to protect my body um, or has the power to do so. I'm mad that this issue. Um, has never been a priority to any fucking person. I, I don't see anyone who's made this a priority. Anyone at least who could do something about it. Um, and I'm mad that I have a 13-year-old daughter whose fucking shoulders oh is going to fall on. Yes. And if you don't think What have that we done? Every second this week I've thought about her and what she's going to have to do. I now mean, we say through. it all
1: the time. Like, we, we're stripping women of rights. We're destroying the planet. You know, we're, we're making corporations king. Like, yeah. what are we doing we don't owe you anything either. Yeah. We owe you nothing.
0: Women owe you nothing, including our womb. That's not up for rent. We owe you
1: nothing. And you give us nothing, right? Yeah, no, what do we have? We owe you nothing. Wait, wait. Not to mention, not to mention, right, that um, yeah, you got to have these babies. Give them up for adoption. Nobody, we're already in, a, in, a, in an over-flooded Foster care system. Nobody wants to adopt. Nobody wants to foster. I don't. Of course, I know some who oh, I know someone who adopted. Yes, I know there are some people. These people never adopt. These ones who are like, just adopt the oh, baby. Yeah. Out. How okay. many have you adopted? None. 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 Right. The other thing is, uh, we don't want universal health care in this country. We don't want to even provide paid family leave. Yeah. So you want them to have the baby, but then they can't afford to take time off work, because that three months. This is the thing you don't get the three months. If you say there's a complication and then this has happened to people I know where they have to be on bed rest. That yeah. comes out of your FMLA. Yeah. That comes out of your three the, months. The 12 weeks. I went back to work when my son was four weeks old. I was back at fucking work. Four weeks old. It's not right. Fuck. It is not afford right. For three months. We you fucking crazy? There's no one to take care of women or these children that you so desperately want them to have. Yeah. All right, well, that's that's our abortion episode. Oh, my God. Please do something. Uh, I, I'm going to echo the words of, um, and I know that she said that she got it from somewhere else, but when I hear it, I only think of Nick Harris. We need your time, your testimony, your treasure, and your talent. Do something. Whoever's listening, do something. Donate to Planned Parenthood or whatever local org you want to. Volunteer. Go knock doors for a pro-choice candidate. You know, tell your story or have a man in your life, tell his story. But we have to start normalizing this and we have to start putting it out there. It's too late. I don't know. No, it's too late. It's too late. This is over. (sighs) This is
0: over at least. And so-
1: what like where are we do, going? Like where? Where are all I we can do to? is
0: locally try to elect people in your area because some states are going to be able to keep these laws and be okay. Uh, Florida is not going to be one of those places. Right.
1: I mean, are we going to be starting the? And I read, I read in one a, a, new, um, a, a magazine talking about like that there are abortion um, uh, not providers, but people that are are like an underground railroad for women. Right. This is what we're doing. Yeah. I think that's been around for
0: a long time now and I know that Florida, believe it or not, Florida is a safe place for (gasps) the battery just died on the, um, well, I guess we could just say bye then. Okay. (laughs) Oh, is there, is that it? Yeah, that's it. I'm, I'm,
1: I feel broken.
0: (laughs) I do too. And I think that it's really, um, I think it's, I, I, this, uh, this, this whole episode is super heavy for us and, um, but there's women and trans men and anyone with a uterus who walks around are now living in fear. And I don't know how to convey the fear enough so that people understand it. I really don't, I don't know how to do that. I, I I thought by now people would understand, but it's been, they don't understand and they don't care. And I think
1: they don't care. And
0: if the, if the way that you get on board is this right to privacy, if the way that you get on board is that you don't, you know, want the government involved in someone's life, that should be a good argument for you. You know, that we, that the government should not be involved in my medical decisions it's very
1: inappropriate it's very very inappropriate we're like in a we're we're it's like we're living in a fascist land like yeah. uh, democracy is gone and uh, we're in this post-capitalistic you know disgusting space in America yeah all right well <laughs> happy saturday or no oh, happy yeah. wednesday That's when you're listening. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well. Mm. Bye. Bye. (laughs) If you want to see any photos or take a deeper dive into our stories, please follow the episode notes on our blog at themuckpodcast.fireside.fm. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Muck Podcast. To support the Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have
0: three levels of support and different goodies for each level Muckraker, Policy Wonk, or Bleeding Heart. We can't do this without you.